Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 390. Why is thy faith in God's great love so small? Why doth thy heart shrink back at duty's call? Art thou obeying this? Abide in me. And doth the master's word abide in thee? Hymn number 390. Scriptural this morning will be given by Karen from California. Isaiah, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them, and shalt not find them. 
even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee, shall be as nothing, and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them, and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them, and not forsake them. Thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the power 
For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 330. The King of love my shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never. I nothing lack, for I am his and he is mine forever. Hymn number to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is a training session, really, in practical Christian science, where we discuss the important points in the lesson this week and how to make them practical in our lives. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has a teleconference number so that children anywhere in the world can attend via telephone. And in fact, many of our students don't live in the area 
and they do attend by a telephone. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number, and we would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. We have a large number of websites, I believe 17, and most of them are in languages other than English. And everything on our websites are really the finest of Christian science literature for your study to listen to, many of them, uh, and read. And uh, through our websites, we have found people around the world, really, who are discovering the truth of Christian science, in many cases, in their own language. Everything that we offer on our websites is free. You don't have to pay anything or join anything to read, download, print, whatever is on the website that you enjoy reading from. Freely we have been given, and freely we give. Uh, one of the f articles that is featured on our English website, I'd like to point out, um, very, very good one, is an article uh, by Martha A. Holton entitled, Doing, Not Trying to Do. <laughs> really good article. So um, if you're having trouble trying to do things, I recommend reading this article. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying uh, the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Annie from Virginia. From page 672, Health and Understanding Gained. Most of my boyhood days were spent in the hands of physicians. From birth, I was considered a very weakly child. But my, my mother was brave and being much devoted to me, did everything within her knowledge and power for my comfort. Sickness and medicine were continually before me. And by the time I reached my teens, I thought I knew a material remedy for every ill. I continued in my delusion because I was never told the real cause of my trouble. Besides being under a leading specialist for two years, I was also an outdoor patient at a noted hospital, but I was not healed. It is wonderful how the, quote, little ones are cared for in the face of all these seeming difficulties. I always used the prayers that I had been taught, and as I grew older, I began to ask for wisdom. Little by little, I gained a desire for freedom, and my prayers finally led me to the truth. 
The first week that I heard of Christian science, I visited the home of dear Christian science friends and was at once refreshed by their purity of thought and example. I bought a copy of Science and Health, and after studying it a little while with the Bible, I saw that if the Bible was true, Science and Health must also be true. I began to demonstrate over my physical and mental condition, and as soon as the fear and pain began to leave me, I felt encouraged to go on. I was healed and stopped complaining. I kept on studying our textbook, and when I got an understanding in a small degree of the science of mind, my first thought was to help others. I was guided where I could progress in science and was no longer, quote, carried about with every wind of doctrine, but held to principle as closely as possible. From the time the healing came into my consciousness, the desire for material remedies left me because Christian science at once pointed out the way to get at the cause of discord and disease. All that I had to give up were the false beliefs of mortal mind. Christian science then taught me to love the church and to appreciate what it had already done for mankind. I often thought of the old adage, quote, charity begins at home. And after three years preparation, I felt able to take Christian science to my home, where it found, in due time, ready acceptance and willing disciples. This gave me even greater joy than my own healing. The more good I saw accomplished, the more love I had for the truth. Christian science changed my course from the first and gave me a nobler aim and purpose in life. I was not so easily influenced by other people's shortcomings when I learned that evil has neither personality nor place. I was not so ready to take offense when I found out the way to work unselfishly for the upbuilding of the cause. AEJ Toledo, Ohio. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page two of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Unreality. The golden text is from Genesis. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. The responsive reading is from Ephesians. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody 
in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Craig will now read. The Bible. Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. James, do not err, my beloved brethren. Ecclesiastes, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. 2 Kings. Now there cried a woman, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow these the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. 
Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Mark. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Luke. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now, when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen upon us, and that God hath visited his people. John, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Psalms. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts 
and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Deal bountifully with thy servant, that I may live and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Amanda from Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. All reality is in God and his creation, harmonious and eternal. That which he creates is good, and he makes all that is made. We must learn that evil is the awful deception and unreality of existence. Evil is not supreme. Good is not helpless, nor are the so-called laws of matter primary and the law of spirit secondary. Without this lesson, we lose sight of the perfect father or the divine principle of man. Error is always error. It is no thing. Any statement of life following from a misconception of life is erroneous because it is destitute of any knowledge of the so-called selfhood of life, destitute of any knowledge of its origin or existence. The mortal is unconscious of his fetal and infantile existence, but as he grows up into another false claim, that of self-conscious matter, he learns to say, I am somebody, but who made me? Error replies, God made you. The first effort of error has been and is to impute to God the creation of whatever is sinful and mortal. But infinite mind sets at naught such a mistaken belief. Jesus defined this opposite of God and his creation better than we can when he said, He is a liar and the father of it. Valley. Depression, meekness, darkness. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Psalm 23, verse 4. Though the way is dark in mortal sense, divine life and love illumine it. Destroy the unrest of mortal thought, the fear of death, 
and the supposed reality of error. Christian science, contradicting sense, maketh the valley to bud and blossom as the rose. Classify sickness and error as our master did when he spoke of the sick whom Satan hath bound and find a sovereign antidote for error and the life-giving power of truth acting on human belief, a power which opens the prison doors to such as are bound and sets the captive free, physically and morally. When the illusion of sickness or sin tempts you, cling steadfastly to God and his idea. Allow nothing but his likeness to abide in your thought. Matter and its claims of sin, sickness, and death are contrary to God and cannot emanate from him. There is no material truth. The physical senses can take no cognizance of God and spiritual truth. Human belief has sought out many inventions, but not one of them can solve the problem of being without the divine principle of divine science. Deductions from material hypotheses are not scientific. They differ from real science because they are not based on the divine law. Divine science reverses the false testimony of the material senses and thus tears away the foundations of error. Hence the enmity between science and the senses and the impossibility of attaining perfect understanding so the errors of sense are eliminated. The so-called laws of matter and of medical science have never made mortals whole, harmonious, and immortal. Man is harmonious when governed by soul. Hence the importance of understanding the truth of being, which reveals the laws of spiritual existence. Man is never sick, for mind is not sick, and matter cannot be. A false belief is both the tempter and the tempted, the sin and the sinner, the disease and its cause. It is well to be calm in sickness. To be hopeful is still better. But to understand that sickness is not real, and that truth can destroy its seeming reality, is best of all. For this understanding is the universal and perfect remedy. Unless an ill is rightly met and fairly overcome by truth, the ill is never conquered. If God destroys not sin, sickness, and death, they are not destroyed in the mind of mortals, but seem to this so-called mind to be immortal. What God cannot do, man may not attempt. If God heals not the sick, they are not healed, for no lesser power equals the infinite all-power. But God, truth, life, love, does heal the sick through the prayer of the righteous. Corporeal senses define diseases as realities, but the scriptures declare that God made all, 
even while the corporeal senses are saying that matter causes disease and the divine mind cannot or will not heal it. The material senses originate and support all that is material, untrue, selfish, or debased. They would put soul into soil, life into limbo, and doom all things to decay. We must silence this lie of material sense with the truth of spiritual sense. The cause of all so-called disease is mental, a mortal fear, a mistaken belief or conviction of the necessity and power of ill health, also a fear that mind is helpless to defend the life of man and incompetent to control it. Without this ignorant human belief, any circumstance is of itself powerless to produce suffering. It is latent belief in disease, as well as the fear of disease, which associates sickness with certain circumstances and causes the two to appear conjoined, even as poetry and music are reproduced in union by human memory. Disease has no intelligence. Unwittingly, you sentence yourself to suffer. The understanding of this will enable you to commute this self-sentence and meet every circumstance with truth. Disease should not appear real to the physician, since it is demonstrable that the way to cure the patient is to make disease unreal to him. We must give up the spectral at all points. We must not continue to admit the somethingness of superstition, but we must yield up all belief in it and be wise. When we learn that error is not real, we shall be ready for progress, forgetting those things which are behind. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 208. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O gentle presence, peace and joy and power, O life divine that owns each waiting hour, Thou love that guards the nestling's faltering flight, Keep thou, my child, on upward wing tonight. Hymn number 208.
out of the desert land of Edom without rain or wind or cloud. In the same way, he can deliver you to freedom, though you cannot seem to see a way Oh!
Let's now sing hymn number 199. Now thank we all our God with grateful hearts and voices who wondrous things have done in whom the world rejoices, who from the days of yore hath blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. Hymn number 199. From the Christian Science textbook, the scientific statement of being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter, or its infinite mind, and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God. 
a man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear where we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. So, this is the day which the Lord had made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen.